So, you know, I showed you the picture earlier of my lawn mm -hmm. that's uh, dead as shit. Mm -hmm. So my neighbors have a pool and they didn't use a hose to like lead the back, like the backwash out into the storm drain. They were just letting the backwash run into the, the fucking yard. Yeah. So... They have a saltwater pool, Sam. And then when I asked them, hey, I think you guys got an issue. My yard's a swamp. This was Friday morning. Uh -huh. um, well, salt system is just a different chlorination. It's not like saltwater pool. That's fine. They drained half their fucking pool into my yard. They drained their pool? Like half of it because he put two bags of salt. Into On top the, of whatever was already in there. Yeah, so he's like, the salt looked low, so he dumped two bags of salt, and he's like, well, we had to drain it, and I'm like, into my yard? They're, they don't have a backwash hose? They got one now, because they, they called a pool guy to come out there and, like... Fix their pool? Fix the, the fucking salt issue that they had. Yeah, guess what he did? Ran the, the hose, hose... Into the storm drain. But, uh... Oh, yeah, Jesus... My my whole right side of my yard, dead. Dead, dead, dead. Not as dead, though, as the people we'll be covering tonight. Oh, my. Well, before we get into that, <laughs> I hope this ages well. <laughs> so, I, we, my dating life has come, will not come to an end. It has start. has started? I don't really know. I have, I have a man's now. Oh shit! And it's we're we're gonna call him City Cops. I don't want to air his shit out though. But he listens to this. <laughs> well, so Sam's making it like public, public official. I know. He, he was like, he was like, "What are you gonna say on the podcast tonight?" And I was like, "I don't know. Wherever the road takes us." There you go. <laughs> Just keep it simple. For Sam, the road less traveled. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I'm just saying. You know, it's been a while. It's been almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no more, no more uh, horrific dating stories from me. Damn. We always looked forward to Sorry. those. Sorry. Yeah, this, those were kind of my weekly entertainment. Now you're just going to have to hear us be mean to each other yeah. jokingly or flirt with each other. Yep. We can't. It's one of those things. But, yeah, guys, uh, welcome to Creeps in the Crypt. This is Eric. As always, I'm joined by... Christian. And Sam. So... You guys are eating Albert Fish up, and we are here for it. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support on our Albert Fish series. Um, a lot of kind of words and a lot of awesome downloads. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. Uh, an absurd amount. So, awesome. You guys rock. Thank you. 
Uh, please continue to download the show. It makes me very happy. Yes, he has been in a much better mood. Yeah, it's it's not like I'm uh, crying into my pillow anymore like I have been for the last couple months. Oh god. The show's tanking because we got ads. He just picks up he picks up a kitty, just wipes his tears. Yeah, he's like, "What's going on?" I've just been crying into Salem for like the last 2 months. He's like, "Grow a pair, dude." It's like we're hemorrhaging downloads because we got ad space. If Salem's the one telling you to grow a pair, you need to grow a pair. Mm. He doesn't even have a pair anymore. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, just to sum it up, guys, please download the show. Money us. Money us, please. Make sure my kitty's not a wet kitty. We don't want him to be, you know, covered in tears. That's what gets our, that's what gets uh, Salem and Lucy fed Tiki Cat and not Friskies. So, please uh, keep up, keep up the downloads. Share the show. Do your thing. Uh, but without further ado, guys, let's get into the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run, a.k.a. the Cleveland Torso Murders. So today's episode, well, I guess Friday's today, whatever, whatever we're going to call this it. This week's entry. This week's uh, feeds my need for the unsolved. God. Because we all know I'm the unsolved queen. She loves it. I love them. I get anxiety when you said that it's going to be unsolved, and I feel like I need to go watch something that I know is solved. <laughs> I do for like an entire week. I'm like, I know how this is going to end. I find this, and normally I don't I like unsolved. I find a comfort movie that I know that I know how it ends, and watch that. That's fair. Well, when I leave, go go ahead and watch the House of a Thousand Corpses. I know how so. that ends. See? Yeah. So that's that's her safe space. It it's is. officially spooky season, bitches. It is. Is it? I would count that. So after July 4th, the next major holiday we we celebrate is Halloween. I mean, yes, yes, but I still... Pumpkin Spice comes back this month. It is spooky season, and I will die on this hill. The last, well, put a pin in that. Um, that Put a pin in what? Dying on a hill. Um... (laughs) But I would say September 1st, or maybe the last week of August Eric, is really the... You, shut up. You decorate the last two weeks of August. No, you I don't. Yes, Not anymore. you have. Not anymore. I have yes, in the past. Yes, you... Oh, you... That is a hill I will die on. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just trying to stick with the continuity of Summer of Slaughter. Thank you very much. It can be spooky season and still be Summer of Slaughter. Eric, we have animatronics year-round. How yeah. are you not going to be in, involved in everything? That's true. I guess when Pumpkin Spice comes back out, it is spooky season, so that is fair. I mean, we have 7-Eleven been- already has it. I can't do gas station coffee. Yeah, I can't do I it. I will do it for... I'll do 7-Eleven gas station coffee, because that mm. is good. I just stock up at TJ Maxx, uh, their Pumpkin Spice flavoring. And that Ooh, gets me through the year. Back. But um, yeah, without further ado, so Sam, let's do this. Between September 1934 and August 1938, a total of 13 different bodies were found missing their heads, some missing limbs as well. All they're all considered to have been of lower class standings. In most of the cases, dismemberment was the cause of death, mm. which. 
What the fuck? This is the beginning of a lot of what the fuck. This in means this one. they were dismembered alive. Folks. Correct. Yeah. So. I mean, body it's nothing to lose your head over. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Some of the torsos were found with the correct limbs nearby. But others took longer to be pieced together, like some fucked up jigsaw puzzle. And some body parts were never found at all. But I wonder which ones those were. It's like the Mr. Potato Head of damn Bill, Build your own cadaver? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> anyway. He, I'm going to put the big penis on the little body. Actually, you're Sometimes not far off. Sometimes it works like that. You're not far off from how this is going to go. Oh, see, look. I, anyway, anyway, before we go any further, I'm gonna, we're going to set the scene for what's happening in this time period in Cleveland, Ohio. In January of 1931, a special federal census discovered that 99,233 Clevelanders are out of work and another 25,400 with jobs but laid off without pay or working only part-time. Half of the city's population was affected. Many of these displaced and out-of-work people took up residence in abandoned plots of land and formed communities of their own that became known as shantytowns. Which I said shantytown to one of the younger kids at work. I think I was talking about my trip to Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they were like, shantytown? What's a shantytown? I was like, what the hell do you learn in history class now? You know, U.S. history, do you not learn about shantytowns or the Great Depression? Are you kidding? The tent cities? Yeah. I mean, just go to California. Shit, go Austin, Texas. Basically any of these places. But, like, right by where we did our first ep- episode on, the Cecil Hotel. It's a shantytown. Cecil Hotel is a giant, is one giant shantytown. It really is. Um. So, one of these types of uh, settlements was called Kingsbury, or was formed in Kingsbury Run. Was it called Kingsbury Run, or was is that the area that it was That's in? That's the area that it's in. Okay. So it was a natural watershed that runs through East 79th Street in Cleveland, where the natural creeks drain stormwater into the Cuyahoga River. It's basically where all the fucking street sewage ends up. Wonderful. Pretty much. This would become the popular hunting ground of the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run. He earned his namesake. He did. September 5th, 1934, the body of a woman washed up on the shore of Euclid Beach on Lake Erie, but her from her knees down were amputated. Some kind, and she was armless and headless also. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. Well, just like, the she, torso. How are you she was almost? literally a torso. It, uh, yeah, she, uh, it was literally just like this. And then no arms, and then, no, I think she had the Oh, so whole, she had no head. She had no head, no legs from the knee down. She had no shin or calves, the first no arms, were, no head. The first one you were describing, I was thinking of like a Pez dispenser. Like, still, like it was still connected. Still had not, a great rack, though. Not the Pez dispenser, oh, Christian. <laughs> damn, y'all missed that. <laughs> I, was too, <laughs> I was too distracted. 
She was on a side quest with me. Picturing. Y'all were just over here envisioning like Pez murder victims. Dispensing out Pez candies. I'm sorry. I feel like that that is a missed opportunity for them to. It's not Ed Gein. That's like two weeks from now. I'm doing arts and crafts here. Don't tempt me. You're going to be the first subject. I'm going to just get like a little paper cut out of like a just no name person sticking on a Pez dispenser. I fucking can't. Do you want to see my Pez dispenser? I wrapped it in leather. Ooh. It's human leather. <laughs> so anyway, the bot, the torso, whatever. What? Torso. The torso had some kind of chemical that was poured over her that made her skin reddish in color and leathery to the touch. Police searched the area and were able to find a few other parts of the woman, but her head was never found. She's believed to have been around her mid-30s, but there was no way to identify who exactly she was. She's referred to as the Lady of the Lake, and this murder is... Somewhat, I guess, controversial as to being the first Cleveland torso murder. She's referred to as victim zero. Yeah. Because the, it wasn't until later on that they lopped her in with the victim list. Yeah. Because this didn't happen in Kingsbury Run or around Kingsbury Run. Mm-mm. This happened on the other side of town. It just fit the, the MO. Yeah. Which... There's a lot to be said there because there's some theories out there on what happened to this guy after, or this person maybe, after uh, the killing stopped. Whoever. So a year, over a year later, we're in September 23rd, 1935. So that's a long cool down period. Yeah, I if, mean, it, if the Lady of the Lake was even his. If, but we don't know if he had been traveling. Right, which is another, which is a theory. Because people were riding the rails back then, as we know with Carl Panzeram. Yeah. So, September 23rd, 1935, two teenage boys were playing in an area of Kingsbury Run known as Jackass Hill. Now, that's a hill to die on. Thank you for that callback. Told you, put a pin in it. So these boys were playing and they found the decapitated nude body of a male. Police respond to the scene and immediately see that there are rope burns on the body and that he's missing his uh, stuff. His genitals were removed. Yes. His bits. What's it called? The uh, His, His bangers and mash. His cock and balls. Thank you. Thank you for that. We're surgically removed, probably while he was still alive. It never, like, specified in any of the source material I that I know they were decapitated still alive. Most of them were, yes. But I know these first two were. Yeah. Um, and they weren't murdered there. They were no. brought there. Most of uh, the bodies were brought post-mortem. Yep. Mm. So you had, and no car could have got up there. So this person had to carry these bodies up this hill. Could you imagine seeing that? Like if you were just like having a picnic and you just saw a guy carrying a nude man with no head. Just another day in Kingsbury Run. 
<laughs> They're like, oh, you must have gambling debts. They must take the Appalachian view on it. If you see something, no, you didn't. Mm. Nope. I saw nothing. Well, I mean, we're talking mobs still around and shit mm-hmm. like that. It, yeah. it could be a ton of different things. Yeah. I see nothing. So later, the police later find out that all of the blood had been drained from this body. There was no blood on the body. There was no blood near the body. Body's clean. Inside and out. Clean-ish, I guess, because it's in Kingsbury Run. Where there's just trash and mud and trash houses and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's houses made of garbage. Literally. So, the coroner determined that the cause of death was indeed decapitation. At the crime scene, police are trying to find something, anything, that will lead them to whoever's doing this. They don't really find anything to help further the investigation of, like, the body. But what they do find is another body. They find two. Two for one. It's a a bogo. Fuck off. Get out of my head. (laughs) Get out of my head. That was funny. (laughs) This body's also a male. He's also decapitated with his... Johnson, he did he switch taken. it? Oh man, he missed an opportunity to just switch him. It been really funny. Christian's obsessed with this, like building a cadaver type of thing. Build a boyfriend. The look on your face right now says it all. <laughs> I do like <laughs> So it's here at this point that the police are starting to connect some dots. They noticed that the second victim's skin looked similar to that of the Lady of the Lake, which reddish in color, leathery to the touch. Had been treated with chemicals. Yeah. This victim, the second one, at on on Jackass Hill, the second victim, so technically I guess it would be the third. If the Lady of the Lake was the first victim. Um, This victim had been dead for at least a couple of weeks. The first body on Jackass Hill was uh, fresher than the other one. But what's crazy is when they first saw this second body, they thought that it was a fresh body also until further Mm -hmm. inspection. Yeah. Because the chemicals had actually slowed down decomposition. Wouldn't... Well, not any chemical, but like what I would... I'd go on the limb and say... Some chemicals, maybe most. Well, whatever this chemical was, and we right. don't know what it is. No. Did slow down the decomposition process. What ones would, other than the normal, like, formaldehyde and whatnot? It was something that left a weird chemical burn on the body. Yeah. Um. I mean, it could have been, could have been a number of things. I mean, you went to school for this stuff. I did not go to school for mortuary science. I went to school for criminal justice. I thought, didn't you? I interned at a funeral home, but uh, I didn't. okay. I got to basically, like, play around and watch them in bomb bodies, but I didn't really. I don't like that you used the words play around. I got I got to do some cool stuff. Got to use a trocar, which is like a giant metal rod with holes in the end to suck, the, like, stomach acid and shit out. Gross. I got to, like, wire some people's mouth shuts. Run the retort for the crematory. 
Gross. I was supervised the entire time, so. Yeah, that's no fun. So it's at this point also that the police believe that they're dealing with a serial killer. You think? <laughs> City cop I mean, was like, <laughs> he listened to a couple episodes. He's like, you talk a lot of shit for inve- <laughs> about investigators. And I was like, listen, it's not, a, it's not, some of these is, a, is not unwarranted. I talk shit about the things that go wrong and that get blatantly overlooked. Like in the John Benet Ramsey case. I was just thinking that. And the Kendrick Johnson case. Yep. Like, chill. Because he's a vice dude. Mm. Anyway. So in January of 1936, a lady finds two baskets that are sitting alongside this manufacturing building in the Roaring Third area of Kingsbury Run, which is where, like, the brothels, the bars, the gambling dens, thing, the train station, I believe, is, if not in Roaring Third, near Roaring Third. Basically, this is, like, the, the seedy underbelly of This is the Kingsbury transient Run. area of the yeah. transient area. Exactly. So, so these... Uh, the baskets are filled with newspapers and things that are wrapped in said newspapers. This lady, who embodies the fuck around and find out mentality, takes a peek inside these baskets for God knows whatever reason. Honestly, I probably would too, though. Um, and finds random human body parts. It's like uh, a bouquet of arms and heads. And oh. No, think more... Like, like meat from butcher shop. Ooh. Kind of like that. Fascinating. Right. So, shakes the peek inside, finds human body parts. Obviously, she calls the police and they come out to the scene. They figure out that this, that these various body parts are that of a female in the baskets they do a search of the area over the next few days, which about they do about 10 days of searching the area. And they managed to find most of the body that had been scattered, scattered hither, thither, and yon. They're all over the place. Body parts everywhere. It's like a slaughterhouse. But like the others before her, they weren't able to find her head. And... The woman's cause of death was decapitation also. Shocker. The killer waited for rigor mortis to set in with this woman before dismembering her body, whereas the killer didn't wait for the first two and potentially Lady of the Lake either. So So she was dead before the before the, the butchering started. Right. So Little bit of change of MO here. Or he could be experimenting like which way's easier. Yeah, I, that kind of fascinates me. Same. Because I feel like at this point he's very established. So the experimentation phase would probably like if this guy is a pre like he has a, a transient serial killer. Where he just goes from town to town like a fucking Inf- a parasitic 
like parasite infestation. Possibly. Almost. Um, he's like he he kind of reminds me of Israel Keys in a way. A little but bit. Like not really. Not in the way that he's just a wild card. Not like a whiny new metal bitch, like Israel Keys, but like. I'm saying the unpredictability. I would say he reminds me more of Carl Panzeram in a weird way. Like um, just the brutality oh, yeah. and well, yeah. the just the nature of like this time period. Yeah. So Cause we're like restructuring from the Great Depression here. Yeah, we're we're in June of nineteen thirty six as so, of right now. Like like in the, very, in the very desolate, just abysmal time in the country. Yeah. So early one morning in June 1936 in Kingsbury Run, these gr- this group of kids decided they were going to skip school. And I can bet you that these kids thought twice about skipping school ever, on the, again? ever again. So they come across this pair of pants with something wrapped inside it. And being curious kids, they go up to the pants and unwrap them and see what's inside. They find the head of a male. And these kids call the police and they come and take the head. And they're feeling hopeful that they're going to make an ID from this head. And <laughs> this part made morbidly made me giggle a little bit because it, it, he... I'm a, Anyway... All right. So the very next day, so the day after they find this head, the the police find a headless body of a man in his late 20s dumped out in front of the police building. Just like, here you go. Like this dude's fucking with the cops. Came out dick swinging. Like, here you go. Well, was it was his cock removed? No, actually, this one. Um. It was fully intact. I was going to say, because his dick's not swinging if it's been... No, but the blood was fully drained from this body, so it wasn't really swinging. It was more like flapping. (laughs) (laughs) Like the tarp made to put together a shanty house. (laughs) Anyway, so this man, though, had six distinct tattoos on various parts of his body. And his tattoos, along with a death... I, I found out today that it's called a death mask, by the way. You didn't know that? I didn't know... I mean, I knew what it was. I just didn't know what it was called. Fair enough. It's quite unsettling. When you came out and you are like, something about a death mask, I was like, come again? Yeah, I can't believe you never heard of that. No. I, I guess I just never heard the name. I mean, I also... Was in my mid-twenties by the time I found out that Dachshund and Dashhound were the same fucking word. <clears throat> so. Okay, Sam. And the same damn dog. Well, just so you know, Abraham Lincoln also has a death mask. You can look it up online. It's pretty cool. Neat. So, his tattoos, along with his death mask... Uh, was put on display at the Great Lakes Exposition at the World's Fair, which is a little callback to yeah. our H.H. H. Holmes episode. And, and that was like a couple weeks after this murder. Yeah, so a few they, weeks. They were like hoping that hundreds of people would come through and somebody would recognize this guy's uh-huh. face. And nothing happened. Nobody ever claimed no. this, this guy. Um, 
he became known as the Tattooed Man. So, the next month, July 1936, a girl was walking through the woods. These fucking kids are just going everywhere. It reminds me of that. I can't remember what movie it is, but those kids, like, find a dead body out in, like, the the pond or whatever the fuck it is, and they, like, poke it with a stick. I can't remember what movie that is, but... I don't know. It's I have no clue. But I keep seeing that scene referenced, like, over and over again in things. I'm just wondering, like, why Why are these parents letting their children run all over the fucking place? Because there's nothing to fucking do, Sam. It's Great Depression Cleveland. I mean, still, like, damn. I don't know. It's not like they got an iPad to give these kids to entertain themselves. Well, I didn't think that, but, like, There's no TV. It's like I mean, that's what kids did back in the day. It's just, they go walk around. Go play out in the woods. Go do something. Get the fuck out of my hair. Find dead bodies. So, well, these these kids find lots of dead bodies. They were good in this at episode. it. They're very good at it because yeah, they they could have used them as cadaver dogs back then. Honestly. Oh my god! I just got an image of like just a, a bunch of kids on, on leashes. <laughs> Sam kids like she knew where I was going with it. Yeah, it's it's like a bunch of kids on leashes, and they're like, "All right, get the, find the body, kids." <laughs> the new Balenciaga ad. Oh my god. <laughs> Get Somebody out. make an AI Balenciaga <laughs> ad with kids on leashes no, looking no, for dead bodies. No, Please. no, I, no, no, no. That was so horrible. You said it. <laughs> I know. Normally, I'm the one that says the horrid shit. I spent too long in your brain. Uh, t- clearly, we're saying we're saying words at the same time. That felt icky. Anyway, mm. so. I don't want. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Anyway, so this girl, she comes across the, yet again, headless body of a man in his 40s who had been deceased for about two months. It's believed that these victims had been killed somewhere else and then moved to dump sites afterwards. But this man is believed to have been killed where he was found. Police did find his head along with a pile of bloody clothing nearby with large amounts of blood that had seeped into the ground. So, coming back to what you said about, well, what we what we said about, like, not, I, I, I see nothing. Uh, I think he might have saw something and got got cause of it. Yeah, that's possible. Or it could just be a 
fluke. Uh, I don't really believe in Maybe coincidences. Maybe he just really, really didn't have time to take a body somewhere else. He needed to get a kill in. Like, the urge took him over, and he's like, I just got to kill. I don't know. So, now we're jumping ahead. We were in July. Now we're in September, same year. A man is heading to the train station in Kingsbury Run Mm -hmm. when he trips over the torso of a man. How? Okay, well, first off... First off, How Kingsbury Road, it's not just like out in the middle of the of the sidewalk. So the area well, where there's no sidewalk, it's it's literally like a storm drain. Well, yeah, so it's got trash and shit everywhere. And it was just kind of like there and he just tripped over it. Um, So police searched the area. It sounded like Don Knotts. Why are there so many torsos? Oh, Shut up. Um, so police searched the area and near nearby where this torso was tripped over, there was stumbled upon literally. So there was this. We'll call it a pool. I mean, I'm, I think that's what it was originally supposed to be, kind of like a community pool area. But that's not what it was used for anymore. It's kind of like a, yeah, like a giant sewer thing. It was a toilet. Yep. You got to go to the concrete shitter. Yeah. So. Who wants to do that? Well, police get a diver. Oh, Oh, no. Because they think that the other body parts of this man might be in the giant sewer whole Mm. thing. And bless his heart. That's foul. I would walk away too, Lucy. 1930s diving suit? Mmm. I don't want to know what that looks like. I'm good. So they get a diver to investigate this pool. Uh, While the police are searching this pool, they had kind of nets to skim the tops of... Ugh. A crowd of about 600 people gathered to watch this process. So, like, I saw a picture of it. So, it's, like, the there's, like, fences. It's, like, the street. And we'll post really a picture of this on yeah. social media. So, it's, like, this. The people are up here, and there's, like, steps down. And then it's, like, the ledge of the pool. And then there's police just, like, skimming with nets. Uh, oh, that's in a the finger. Picture. Never mind. It's a poop. Gross. It's just a turd with a corn on it. I hate it here. About 600 people gathered to watch this process. Um, because, I mean, the media is obviously covering this. So They're all over this shit is what you're telling me. <laughs> That's fucking good. That's good. They were able to recover parts of the man's legs and lower torso. The coroner noted that there was a lack of hesitation marks on his body. So we're at. Would, would you say the body was contaminated? He's, I mean, this is the 30s. I don't think they were doing a lot of testing. Yeah. The whole This whole crime scene's contaminated. I hate it here. So I think we're at what? Body six now? Uh, yeah. Five or six, including the Lady of the Lake. Yep. So. The coroner surmised that whoever is doing this is both strong and confident in his movings, 
and movements and is very familiar with human anatomy. This victim's head had been cut off with one clean, smooth go. Like, swing of an axe. Like a light, a hot knife through butter. Yeah, that that's not like a, a butcher knife or some shit. This was not done with surgical precision. It was just one go. Like a, like a fucking guillotine. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what he used. I don't know. That'd be really hard to hide a guillotine. Maybe it's a miniature version. I don't know. But from top of the ceiling. Mm. And there's... Maybe. Uh, see? Innovation. It's just got a guillotine. Adapt and overcome, Eric. Yeah. So the the media is... You mean you want to make one and find out? It's got to be at the top of the stairs so it does the bounce thing. Like a slinky. Not to slink. Cue up. Heads will roll by the AAS. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. So the media is reporting on the killings almost daily at this point. And it's here that he gets his name, the Mad Butcher. Also, at this point, the mayor of Cleveland steps in. And he appoints a new safety director by the name of Elliot Ness. And he got involved. He's now the lead investigator on this case. And Elliot was well known for heading up a group of federal law enforcement agents called the Untouchables who uh, took down Al Capone. Which we'll get more into Elliot Ness when uh, we cover Al Capone. I'm down. Whenever that may be. You know, I love me some mafia history. Yes. So the police, Elliot the mayor and the coroner all get together and they create this kind of profile for the killer. Some officers even went undercover and started hanging around uh, the roaring third roaring like a lion roar roaring third. I can't say it roaring third roaring third. Yeah, I got you. I, I was, I was, I was following what you were saying. Well, it just sounded weird, and then I try to say it again. Anyway, right. <laughs> so they tried. The police tried to gain some like insider knowledge and figure out what the hell's going on here, trying to get like at the ground level and below ground level. I don't really know. Uh, well, they were just trying to figure out any type of habit or strange going on. Yeah, but- and he like. Like they were going to like known local gay hangouts. They were they were just trying to figure it out. Yeah, they 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 got, they got nothing. So that was I don't know what that was. So we're now in February of nineteen thirty seven. Okay. However long that took, and the upper half of a woman washed ashore, similar to the others. Her head was missing, but decapitation was ruled out as a cause of death. And that's as much as I got on her. That was it. Uh, Jump ahead to June 1937. A teenage boy is out and about. Fucking shocker. Walking around. And he passes under this bridge area. Where he finds a human skull. With a burlap sack next to it. And inside was more skeletal remains. And they are able to determine that this is a woman in her 40s. Like the remains... Of the woman in her 40s. 
And then the next month, July, a National Guardsman saw the arm of the next victim in the wake of a tugboat that was passing by. And they were able to retrieve the entire body in pieces. Uh, but again, not the head. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. It's a really fucked up one. So he it goes cool. He cools off for about a year. Just long enough for everyone to be like, all right. Whew, that was horrific, but we made it. You got to keep the suspense. Yeah, it's like... It keeps the people going. I think at that point, he was really just kind of like letting the heat die down. Because everybody was on on guard. Yeah. The yeah. media had been talking about How this nonstop. How are you going to find perfectly good victims if everybody's on guard? Exactly. You can't. You can't. It makes it a very hard business. For and I'm sure he killer. knew that the cops were had undercover agents in Kingsbury Run. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. So over that shit. Who in, knows if there wasn't more bodies that they just didn't find? Right. Maybe he got creative. I don't know. So we're in April of 1938. A man on his way to work saw what he thought was a dead fish. Men are so dumb. That's a really big carp. Was well, hold on. So he oh, he shit. sees what he thought was a dead fish on the riverbank. So first off, he's obviously wrong because I'm talking about it. He goes to take a closer look at this presumed dead fish. And he finds that it's not a dead fish at all. It's a part of a woman's uh, shin and calf portion of the leg. Okay, that might make sense, though. Okay, but if you think it's a dead fish, why are you going to go down and look at it? This is the 30s. They didn't have very yeah, many it, things to look it's at. It's just curiosity. Yeah. I ain't never seen a fish that looked like that. Yeah. Like. It took about a month for the police to find both parts of the woman's tor- torso and most of the legs. Uh, they were found in two burlap sacks in the river. Uh, so two out of the 13 bodies weren't like the others. Uh, victim nine was found with the stomach area and the heart ripped out. And victim 10, which I believe was fish girl. Uh, well, it looked like a fish. Mm. Um, she was found with drugs in her system, uh, but she wasn't found. Her arms weren't found, so was, they can't. Was cocaine still legal at this time? I don't know. Um, possibly. Her arms weren't nearby, so the forensic forensic team couldn't rule out that she was a drug addict. Um, the length that the Cleveland PD went to identify these victims were extensive, to say the least. They combed through missing persons files in an attempt to try and make a match. They followed hundreds of leads to figure out who the hell these people are. They interviewed over 5,000 witnesses and suspects throughout the whole, like, beginning to end. Well, I guess there's really no end. The sad thing is this is amazing police work, and they never caught this guy. I know. 
It, it's really heartbreaking, actually. I know. It's so sad. Um, this proved to be semi-fruitful, though, in the pursuit of the killer, because they did uh, make two arrests, just no convictions. Um, out of all the bodies, only three of the 13 were able to be identified. Um, and of those three, only two are 100% positive. Like the third one. Um, it was done off dental records, right? Yeah, uncorroborated dental records. Yeah. So the first body that was, a, that was identified was that of a man named Edward Andrassi. He was the second victim. The first one they found on Jackass Hill. Um, the third or the second was Florence or Flo Palillo. We'll go with that. The lady that was scattered about, I believe. Um, yeah, the one that, the one that was found in the baskets. She worked in the area as a server bartender and also a sex worker to make ends meet. The eighth body is to is believed to be that of a woman named Rose Wallace, and, uh, and that's the one that has the who was identified through uncorroborated dental records. It, the, it's, they, it's basically just it's an estimate, right? It, that the dental records close enough are are close enough match to Rose. Um, on August eighth. 1938, another body was discovered in a dump site wrapped up in a man's double-breasted blue blazer and then wrapped again in an old quilt. So it's like double wrap. <clears throat> and the legs and arms were found in like a like a makeshift box, container, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> and wrapped the legs and arms are wrapped individually in brown butcher paper with rubber bands uh, holding it together. And the victim was also obviously decapitated, but the head was found nearby, also wrapped the same way with brown butcher paper and rubber bands. So it's kind of like, I feel like he's like taunting the people at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely <clears throat> was taunting the cops. So... Police real BTK right, except there were no computers for him to, to get fucked over by a floppy disk. <laughs> Police noted that some of the parts appeared as if they'd been refrigerated. Damn. Yeah, of this body, gross. While police were searching the area for clues and maybe some more evidence, I kind of. Wondering how many people in Kingsbury ate their fellow citizens. Because if it's wrapped up in butcher paper. And the guy's a fucking Joe Metheny is back there. Basically, that's kind of what I'm insinuating. Gross. Uh, So police are searching the area for more clues, maybe evidence, you know, whatever. Uh, They stumble upon another body, another BOGO. Uh, just yards away from the one that was wrapped in the blazer and the quilt. They find another one. And then, um, I'm not sure of the timeline of this, but uh, another one 
was found. All right, DJ Khaled. Another one. Uh, but this one, this one was found within the view of Elliot Ness's office window. Yeah, that's definitely a fuck you to the police. That's like, haha, I was right here and you had no clue that this was happening. Like, all you do is just like, that's are you kidding crazy. me? Are you See, kidding me? I didn't me? even know that. Wild. That's a ridiculous fun fact. So at this point, Elliot Ness is like, fuck this. I, I, I've had, had it, it up to here. I'm done. He, he, he's been made a fool of. Right. So here's what he does. Two days after the discovery of the bodies, I'm assuming they're found maybe not the same day, but like. Right around the same time. Right. So two days after that third body was found, Elliot and 35 other police officers raided Kingsbury Run and which resulted in the eviction of about 300 squatters, as well as the burning of at least 100 shanty homes. So they just torched the entire fucking Yeah, they were just like, get the fuck out. We're burning this shit to the ground. So the public was a little a little pissed. Yeah. At air at at Elliot. I almost said your name. Freudian slip there, huh? Anyway, so the public is pissed at Elliot. uh, for going to such lengths because they a tad bit extreme to displace three hundred families. Yeah. Uh, It's like, oh, great. I'm already homeless. I have to live in a fucking burlap sack house. And now you're just going to come and torch the shit. (laughs) Made me homeless again. I'm a homeless, homeless person. Now I'm extra homeless. (laughs) Homeless deluxe. So they're, 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 needs to say they're pretty pissed. Uh, They thought the raid. I've been kicked out of shittier places. If you interrupt me one more time, I'm throwing something at you. Oh, my God. Well, luckily, there's nothing for you to throw. I have a coaster right there. Well, let's not do that. No, that's heavy. Knock some sense into your ass. (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) She's tried for years. So uh, I stopped trying a long time ago. Well, the, the public thought that the raid wouldn't do anything to stop the murders. However... No more bodies popped up after the raid. Mm. Well, I mean, you get rid of the hunting ground. You clean uh, it I mean, out. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean he can't, you know, the ones that didn't get burnt down. They got the transients and the whatnots had to go somewhere. Yeah. Because they're not dead. And there's a theory that, that I'll get into after we finish up. Okay. Of where he did go to. So the investigation lasted officially for about five years and resulted in two notable arrests, but no convictions. Just days after the raid, a man named Francis Sweeney, who was a doctor, was arrested on the belief that he was the Cleveland Torso murderer. Dr. Sweeney was a medical soldier in World War World War One. And his specialty 
was field amputations. Mm. I'd do it. Yeah, I'll do, Donkey. That'll do. Jeez. <laughs> Elliot Ness personally interviewed Dr. Sweeney, and he was given two polys and failed both of them. But before he could be tried, news came out that Dr. Sweeney was the first cousin of Elliot's political opponent, Congressman Martin Sweeney. Elliot realized that there was no way that Dr. Sweeney would be prosecuted successfully, so he had to let him go. And then in 1939, Sheriff Martin O'Donnell arrested a man named Frank Dolezal? 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 Uh, uh, Anyway, Frank, uh, who was a bricklayer, he was arrested for the murder of Florence Polillo, who was the one in the baskets. Um, Sheriff O'Donnell found out that Frank had lived with Florence for a little while and was acquainted with Edward Andrassy, who was the first one on Jackass Hill, and Rose Wallace. So he knew all three of them. People claim that, or police claim that Frank did indeed confess to the murders, but there's speculation that he'd been coerced or coached into said confession. But we'll never know for sure, because before Frank's trial began, he hung himself in his cell. Uh, It later came out that Sheriff O'Donnell was the only one that thought Frank was the Cleveland torso murderer. Since Frank's suicide, there have been no new leads no new suspects, and I guess most importantly, no new bodies have been found. Or was there? Uh, maybe not in Cleveland. But the interesting thing about Frank is a lot of people speculate on his suicide may have been a murder Ooh. Uh, because he had several broken ribs and he was bruised. Murder. Moiter. Yeah, Moiter. he was moiter. Yeah, he had like six broken ribs yeah. from being in the... Sheriff O'Donnell's custody. I mean, I think they may have Epsteined him. Oh. They Epsteined him before Epstein was a thing. Yeah. But there's a theory from uh, Cleveland detective Peter Marillo. He was the chief investigator on the case. Mm -hmm. That this guy relocated to Newcastle, Pennsylvania. uh, Because from 1939 to 1942, bodies started turning up in murder swamp, which fitting name, but, uh, there were three bodies found, um, all decapitated. And only one of the victims was identified. James Nicholson is a minor criminal and occasional male prostitute. Um, but yeah, the crimes kind of go hand in hand there. Yeah. How far away is Cleveland from, that I'm not Newcastle. sure um, as far as mileage goes, but I'm sure all it would take is hopping a train. Yeah, that's true. And then there was some other theory that uh, the Black Dahlia was the same guy, but I don't know about that. Uh, Bailey Sarian made a comment about that. It's it, 102 miles. Thank you. It's a one hour and 43 minute drive. Oh. So that is not that far. Hop, skip, and jump away. Right. I'm trying to think of like going back to U.S. geography for a second. I'm like, hold on a second. Where's Ohio? Where's Pennsylvania? That's why I was like, wait a minute. How far away is that? It must be on the very very western side of Pennsylvania. Yeah, they must just be like at the corners of their states or something. 
Yeah. I'm not really sure where Cleveland is. Two miles isn't that far. Yeah. It's not. It's about it's 90 miles from here to Charleston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, back then, you know, if you hop on a train, you'll get there the same day. Yeah. So if, as long as there's no, like, stops in between, but. He can jump off and just find a new victim. Mm-hmm. He just probably hopped on a train and rode it to the next stop, and that's where it dumped him off at. Um, I, when I was watching Billy Syrian's video, uh, she made a comment that I had, like, that briefly, like, popped into my mind and then just kind of, like, fluttered away. But then she made it, and I was like, girl, we are, we're on the same wavelength. See, I don't, I don't know so, who that is. You sent me her video. Did I? Yeah. I was just sending videos that had to do with this case. I love Bailey Sarian. Anyway, so as as she's like talking about all the murders and whatnot, I'm thinking because it it's in Kingsbury Run where the train station is and all that, and I was like, what if he's just like bringing in people that wouldn't be identified in the area, and then like not I'm talking like not even 20 seconds later, she had she said that she had that same thought, and I was like, I knew it. That's uh I mean that's plausible. But I mean if it's other like hobos on the riding the rails and shit. Maybe. But then there were like locals killed also. So I mean we we'll never know. It's one of those things where we'll just never know. But that train station Kingsbury run is like a not like a freight train station. It's like a uh, like a transport pa- passenger station. Yeah, passenger but station. But I'm sure there was uh, box cars on there that maybe had stuff. Of course, hell, all you, all you need to do is just even if it was a passenger train, just hop on the damn train. And that made me think that like, what if he's like one of the affluent people that didn't lose his job in the Great Depression and he had the money to go hop around on trains and find people and be like, hey, I'll buy your ticket if you come with me and then just kill him. He, he could. That I mean, that could be it. But there were also, like I said, locals killed. Yeah. In the same manner. So I would say this person is very smart. For sure. Knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And who knows how long their killing spree went. It could be way more prolific than what we even know. Oh, for sure. You just got to follow the trail of bodies. That sounds like a that sounds like a terrible version of follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah, that's essentially what it was. It's a very morbid version, at least. It is. But all right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for the Mad Butcher Kingsbury Run. Um, Christian, do your thing. Do that voodoo that you do. <laughs> I don't think you want that right now. Mm. Sam's here. Cover your eyes. No, I'm just joking. I will jump out this window. <laughs> we are so appreciative. Oh, my God. This week, has like the month of August is starting off great. So thank you guys so much for the downloads. We appreciate those. Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we are so got a lot to cover for Summer of Slaughter. So make sure you guys are strapped in. Keep all your body parts in the ride at all times. <laughs> uh Make sure you guys are sharing the show. Make sure you guys are following us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all the stuff. And we love you guys and stay creepy. Yep. And be ready next week because we have a female serial killer that we're going to cover. That 
is pretty exciting uh, because I believe she's our first angel of death. Oh. That we, we will be covering. Jane Topan. Oh. Yep. So, like, spoiler alert, we're doing Jane Topan next week. And then we finish it out with Ed Gein. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's already almost over. It's already almost over. I feel like we just started. I know. It really does feel like we just started. The party just started. Yep. Dang. Time I feel like it fun. was... Well, I'll save that thought for in two weeks. But, um, yeah, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, stay creepy. Stay spooky. And stay safe. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.